Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's a Saturday on CCO. Mild for late December. 33 degrees. Not much wind. 108. Eric Nelson in for Stevie T. Uh, normally I'm in later, but Stevie T has the weekend off. J-Lo, Jonathan Lowe, our studio coordinator. Sloan Martin in the newsroom. And if it's the 1 o'clock hour in the winter, that means it's Tech Talk time. Our good friend Doug Swinhart uh, in the house. Plenty to talk about. We'll take your phone calls at 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226, or 866-989-9226, 866-989-9226. Doug, happy holidays to you. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all that good stuff uh, either has happened or is coming up. A lot of people are wondering about last-second gifts, and in the techno world, we have a lot of choices, don't we? Oh, man, I tell you, you know, I I bet you I got 25 calls last week for what's the right laptop or notebook or netbook to buy for a family member. And I always got to tell them, make sure you're buying the right thing or you're buying from someplace that will allow that giftee to exchange it. Uh, Micro Center is really good for that. You know, if you take it back in 30 days, they'll exchange it, no questions asked. But this type of equipment, especially for students is extremely specialized. Get something they're going to be comfortable with, something they have to carry around weight. People think, well, five pounds, two pounds, one pound. It will make a difference if you're lugging it around in a backpack all day long. Yeah, and it's critical to know what you want or what the person you're getting the gift for wants. I just got a phone the other day, and my kids came with me. And, of course, they're way more techno-savvy than me. But I know what I want. And what I want is a lot different than what they want. So... Don't overspend. Don't get all the bells and whistles if you only need bells. Exactly. Uh, And you see that especially with the type of keyboards that people like, the type of touchpads that people like. Do they want a two-in-one, a small little netbook that folds in half and turns into a tablet? Uh, there, There are so many options today. And the equipment that's out there is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the line of HP scepters now, uh, you're, you're looking at a 13-inch computer that weighs a pound and a half and will deliver nine hours of battery life. And when they say that, we always know that there's some sales fluff when we say, yep, you're going to get nine hours of battery. These HPs are actually putting out eight hours of battery life with heavy use. There, there's a lot of nice machines out there, a lot of good equipment, but it really is special. And you really want to get the people involved when you're picking it out. Or a gift card. Gift cards are wonderful. Hand somebody a gift card for $600 to go buy a laptop and watch how happy they are. They may buy one for $900 and add $300. They may buy one for $400 and get a $100 credit. Who knows? But you're almost guaranteed that they're going to be a happy camper at that point. And when it comes to laptops, iPads, tablets, phones, I mean, you've seen everything in your career, are you amazed at, 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 there's no ceiling. I mean, the techno revolution 
just continues, doesn't it? It's absolutely amazing to me what's going on now. Now they're talking about, you know, the holographic things, starting with the little VR glasses. I really think in our lifetime that you're going to see an entertainment system in your house, if you can afford it, that will put you right inside the picture. It will be almost like a, a holographic deal on Star Trek. It's coming. I, the innovation is what drives this industry. And it's been a while since we've seen something really big come out as a new product lately. Now, Samsung is talking about their foldable phones. Think about this now, Eric. you got a phone <laughs> that folds in half, and when you unfold it, it's a 9-inch tablet. Can you imagine? No, I can't, but uh, I can't imagine a lot of things. I mean, uh, th- this has all changed at warp speed. I- is there an ideal gift that you would want? I mean, again, this is what you do. You see it all. What, what does Doug Swinhart want? You know, when I think about laptops and netbooks and notebooks, I'm finding that for me, my favorite would be a 12 or a 13-inch netbook that weighed less than a pound and gave me 10 hours of battery life. That would be huge. If I go below that 12-inch mark, the screens are actually difficult for me to see. But at 12-inch and I've got a full keyboard, I'm rocking and rolling. So that would probably be – and there's a bunch of them out there. They, that's, a, that's a real popular size. Some of the Lenovo 13-inch laptops that are five years old are bringing as much money today as they did when they were brand new. Incredible what's happening with the used market. Things are changing. And, of course, with solid-state drives, now some manufacturers are actually building computers without RAM. They're using the solid-state drive as RAM and storage all at once, which I'm. this is going to be fun technology to watch what's happening here. And, of course, wireless. Wireless has quadrupled its speed in the last three years. Today, we can get wireless equipment that runs almost as fast as wired. That's phenomenal to me. I didn't think we would see this for 10 years, but it's here. Tech Talk on a Saturday. We want to hear from you. 651-989-9226 in the Twin Cities Metro. 651-989-9226 or 866-989-9226. 866-989-9226. Doug will pick up the toll-free tab. Uh, we do have a caller already, Doug. Uh, Lawrence in Minneapolis. Hey, Lawrence. Hey, uh, Doug. Got a Mac purchase question for you. This is my Christmas present to myself. Okay. Current current setup, I've got a Mac Mini that's past its prime. I've got a Mac Laptop Pro that I recently put in an SSD drive at your recommendation. Good move. I want to get rid of the Mac Mini only because it's past its useful life. And I can either take the Mac Laptop Pro and turn that into my base at home and then either get a Mac Air, MacBook Air, or MacBook Air Pro. Or I can just go ahead and replace the Mac Mini and just continue to use the recently upgraded uh, Mac Laptop Pro. hope that made sense. I actually think that in your position, if you've got a MacBook Pro, you're portable. You might even want to be considering an iMac for your place at home. And, and I know that the new iMacs and the iMac Pros are really, really spendy, but they're dynamite equipment. If you're looking to save a little money, let me give you a website, MacSales.com, OWC, Otherworld Computing. I do a tremendous amount of business with this company online. 
I think, I can't be sure off the top of my head, but I think they're either in Indiana or Illinois. So it's uh, within the U.S. They do a tremendous job on refurbs. Um, I've seen people save $1,000 on comparable equipment. You might want to check that out. I think it's really good that you got yourself covered with a, a laptop, but I think your home computer, in my opinion, and this is just my personal need, I need something large. I need a big screen. And you might really want to be thinking about a 27-inch iMac all-in-one. Um, I found a couple, an iMac with an i7 solid-state drive, and I think they paid like $1,600. And that actually came with a 90-day warranty. Beautiful machine for what they what they spent. Absolutely wonderful. So check out MacSales.com. I'm quite certain you'll be pleased. And thank you for the call, Lawrence, and happy holiday. Yeah, we appreciate you uh, weighing in with your thoughts. 651-989-9226 in the Twin Cities Metro. 866-989-9226. That's the toll-free line Tech Talk with Doug Swinhart. Uh, we are nearing the end of the year, 2018, almost in the rearview mirror, Doug. And uh, everybody's going to talk about what happened and the best and the worst of the year. From a techno standpoint, what stands out in your opinion? Well, you know, 2018 was really interesting to watch the legal battles for Google. Uh, Google had some serious issues in the U.K. Uh, of course, they're going up against Congress now. Uh, the, the the nonsense that, that they're biased towards Democrats or, or Republicans, I don't think that's true, but we'll see how that plays out. Uh, but Google, Google has probably been one of the biggest stories of the year. Uh, people were really curious as to see what would happen when Google went from a private company to a public company. And as far as I'm concerned, they've kind of contained the aggressive let's make money thing, which I expected when they went to a public. They, they didn't do that. So Google must be doing well. And, of course, obviously, Microsoft will continue to be uh, an issue. Microsoft now claims that they are the largest financial company in, in the continental U.S. I don't know if that really actually produces a vision that Microsoft Windows is better than everybody else because we got more money. Because they've been buying little companies like crazy. And when they take those assets and they add them all up, well, yeah. And, of course... The tariffs with China. We know that a lot of our equipment is coming from China. The tariffs. How much is that really going to cost us, the consumers? Because let's face it, if there's a tariff on a product in China, somebody is going to add that to the cost of manufacturing. And just guess who's going to get to pay for that? So all of the billions of dollars that we anticipate this windfall coming, I don't think it's going to be quite that simple. I think those are the stories of 2018 in the tech industry. It always, always revolves around money. It sure does. You brought up Google. They've got a huge footprint in the business, the Pixel. Uh, they've got this phone out now. Is, is that going to be the latest and greatest? You know, what a sweet machine. Yeah, I think Google equipment is truly underrated. The, the, the Pixel laptops, you know, people are going crazy. They're saying, well... They're $800, they're $900, they're $1,500, but they're a lot of equipment, and they are super, super fast. Plus, you got 100 gigabytes of storage up in the clouds. Tough to beat this type of equipment. The phones, this is a tough market. I don't think it's a secret that Android, 
And, of course, the Google phone is an Android. But we're talking Samsung now. Samsung and iPhones, they're the pinnacle. There's no doubt about that. Where I think people are going to be drawn more towards the Pixel, and I hope Google sees this, let's lower the price. Let's compete with a $1,400 iPhone at $700 or $800, and I know it's going to be difficult. But that would be the way to regain that stronghold. The Pixel phones, especially the XL, is extremely intriguing to me. This is cool. I I don't know whether to grab one. I'm about due for a new smartphone. (laughs) I'm not sure whether to grab one of these Pixel XLs or wait until that foldable Samsung comes out. I'm really torn here. See, and that's the thing I think what people are suffering with is, well, if I buy one today, am I going to have buyer's remorse tomorrow or the next day? Technology is coming out pretty rapidly, and that I think where a lot of us are struggling with. So, yeah, it's a, but the Pixel phone, people should be looking at that. The camera alone, both sides take front and back. <laughs> Huge quality, unbelievable, massive quality. Uh, steady the picture, blur reduction, got it all. So, yeah, this is really good equipment. Quickly, before we hit the break, Facebook trending up or trending down? Oh, I think people are going to be moving out of Facebook. It's, um, it, I think it's going to get ugly. Uh, there's a lot of rumors that Facebook is tied directly with the CIA. Uh, there's a lot of rumors that this is where the U.S. is getting their census count. Um, I'm not really for certain what Facebook is going to do to create growth. When you get to this size, stop and consider what it requires to get 1% financial growth when you are this large. And Google suffers with that. Mm -hmm. And Microsoft suffers with that. And Apple suffers with that. But you got to remember that Facebook really doesn't sell a piece of hardware. They really don't sell a product. They're selling advertising. And right now, the entire world is wondering, well, if I'm buying advertising, what am I giving up to buy that? That's first. And if I buy that advertising, am I going to be limited now to the amount of data that they can sell me? All that's up in the air at this point. So getting a year or a two-year contract with Facebook is going to be really difficult. I think Facebook is going to be an interesting company to watch over the next 24 to 36 months. All right. We will step away. A lot more coming up on Tech Talk. Call us up, 651 989 9226 or 866-989-9226. It's 122 on CCO. Just another balmy day in the Twin Towns, 33 degrees. Now, Doug Swinhart normally would be found on an island in Maui this time of year, but kind enough to come back for Tech Talk here on CCO. We do it every Saturday, except when the St. Thomas Tommies are playing. And uh, Doug, we have people lining up. With questions, again, call us up, 651-989-9226, 866-989-9226. We will start in Coon Rapids. Nick, you're on CCO. Yeah, Doug, uh, I forget the name of this alternate operating system that you recommend, but I can't seem to find it on Major Geeks. Um, oh, well, if you're looking for Linux, and it's spelled L-I-N-U-X, and if we were going to spell it the way it was supposed to be pronounced... It would be per, it would be spelled L E E N O O K S Linux, but nobody in America says that. We all call it Linux. I suggest that you open up a web browser and you go to Linux Lite OS L I N 
U-X-L-I-T-E-O-S.com. That would be one of the first ones I would want you to look at. The other one would be Linux Mint, L-I-N-U-X-M-I-N-T.com. These two are absolute wonderful, wonderful Linux distributions for a previous Windows user to take a look at, download, and create a bootable USB or DVD so you can actually take a test drive on your machine, see how it runs, see how you like it. Keep in mind that your DVD or USB is not going to run near as fast as if you go ahead and install it on your hard drive. There's a tremendous amount of reference material and educational material on the net and at these two sites that will help you get started with Linux. I love Linux. doesn't require any malware, no antivirus. Run, 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 run. It's a tremendous, tremendous alternative operating system. And most people think of it with old equipment. But put it on a new machine someday and watch how it runs. And thank you so much for the call. I hope that helps. Happy holiday to you. All right. Uh, we will go now to Osceola. I believe that's Wisconsin. Uh, Walter, you're on Tech Talk. Yeah, hi, Doc. How you doing? Hi, Walter. Are you my Walter customer? Yes, I am. Cool. What's up, Walt? Well, I tell you what, I'm continually confused by this distinction between IMAP and Part 3. If I type in uh, uh, my uh, Thunderbird, I get the following message. Sending a password for email for Gmail did not succeed. Uh, mail server uh, responded. Pop three Gmail responded. Username and password not accepted. Yeah, you don't you don't want to be setting up your mail in Thunderbird or in any other local email client as Pop three. Pop three was the original email configuration. All your email is saved on your local hard drive with Pop three. I'm saved up in the clouds. Your Gmail account is being saved up in the clouds. You must set that up as IMAP. And if you have problems with that, you give me a call, and I'll walk you right through it. But web-based mail, IMAP, I-M-A-P, that's web-based. That's the way you want it set up, especially if you've got multiple devices. With POP3, you'd have part of your emails on your phone, part of your emails on your computer, part of your emails on your tablet. With IMAP, no matter what you do in that browser, all of your devices are automatically synchronized and coordinated because it's working off the same data up in the clouds. And I hope that helps. Give me a call, Walter. We'll get together next week and get you straightened out. That's that's a quick and easy fix. And thanks for the call, and happy holidays. All right, next stop, New Brighton. Jim, you're on Tech Talk with Doug. Yeah, hi there. Hi, Jim. I What's a, up? I have a printer that won't copy in black. It'll copy in color. I can scan from the printer to the computer to come back and try and print it, but it won't scan black. And it prints in black? No, it will not print in black. Uh, one of two things. Either your cartridge is completely out of ink, and if that's not it, if you've bought a new cartridge, if it's an inkjet, and you've bought a new cartridge and you're still not printing, you may have to take some isopropyl alcohol and a Q-tip, very, very light alcohol. I cannot stress this enough. Do not soak it. First, clean off the little contact point on your cartridges, and then clean off the little contact point in your printer. Immediately, take another dry Q-tip 
and get off excess oil. Let it dry. You may even want to take some distilled water and wipe off that alcohol. Make sure everything's dry before you put it back together and fire it up. That should take care of it. And if that doesn't do it, you probably have a damaged jet or a damaged printhead. And thank you for the call. I hope that helps. All right. Uh, the numbers are 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226 in the Twin Cities Metro or 866-989-9226, 866-989-9226. That's the toll-free line, 33 degrees. It's 131 on WCCO. Getting you into the Christmas spirit here on CCO on a Saturday. It's 135, 33 degrees. It is Tech Talk. I'm Eric Nelson in for Stevie T. I'm here until 530. We'll have uh, Ask the Expert next hour with uh, somebody from the Minnesota State Patrol. And then uh, Sports Saturday starts at 310. A lot of people lining up want to talk to Doug. Let's start in Little Falls. Bill, you're on Tech Talk. Oh, hello. Hi, Bill. Do we got you? Yep, I can hear you. Awesome. What's up? Well, I I have been thinking about this Unix uh, browser, and uh, does does that affect uh, like if I have Outlook on my uh, as my webmail or email? Okay, let's let's back let's let's back up the truck a little bit. You mentioned Unix, Windows operating system. That's an operating system that is an interface for normal humans to communicate with the machine. Linux, L-I-N-U-X, is an operating system. Unix is an operating system. And, in fact, Unix was the original operating system. What you're talking about now are web browsers. If you have a normal Windows machine, it came with either Internet Explorer or Windows Edge. I highly, highly suggest that you have Google Chrome as a web browser and you have Mozilla Firefox as a web browser and you may even want another in Windows, either Brave, B-R-A-V-E, or, and I've been testing a new one called Vivaldi, V-I-V-A-L-D-I. And i got to believe the people who created this are Italian. It's a gorgeous piece of work, very customizable. Every operating system can and should have multiple browsers, and your web-based mail will work with any one of them. The... Real big thing that I think with web-based programs is it doesn't matter what operating system you have, whether it's a Windows machine or a Mac or a Linux or even a Unix for that matter. Once you're on the Internet, your browser is connecting to a server that's delivering the content. But I can't stress enough, have multiple browsers on your computer. And Bill, thank you for the call and happy holidays to you, my friend. All right, we will uh, go to Minnetonka now, Doug. Mark is standing by. Hey, Mark. Hi. Hi, Mark. What's going on? Uh, I have a fourth-generation iPad, and I'm wondering what you might recommend uh, for virus protection on the iPad. I'm not so certain that you really need any antivirus protection on an iPad. Your iPad, you can take it back to a factory reset anytime. Most people with Apple products will set up an iCloud account via their Apple account and save their data in that iCloud account, so you really don't need to worry about what's being stored on that iPad. The big thing with all of these devices, smartphones, iPads, is what you download for extra apps. 
I think today people need to use some caution with downloading these apps, even apps from the iStore. Apple is not checking out all of them. Now they do their best, but that's really the big thing. Don't overload it with applications. You should be just fine. Make sure your data is off that baby. Take it back to a factory restore. If Apple is suggesting an upgrade in your operating system, by all means, take it. But these are nice machines and should run just the way they are. And thank you so much. All right. The uh, calls continue to come in again. 651-989-9226 in the Twin Cities Metro or 866-989-9226. That is the toll-free line. Bob in Burnsville, you're on Tech Talk. Thank you. Hi, Bob. What's up? I have a question. How can one, how can I put a permanent stop to incoming advertising emails coming into my Comcast inbox? Every time I open up my Comcast account, my box is inundated with advertising emails for products I have no interest in. You are, you are over inundated with spam. Uh, the Comcast account will allow you to blacklist each one of these senders. Probably an easier method for you would be to set up a Gmail account and put that Comcast account underneath your Gmail account. You do not have to lose your email address. Once this is set up, your Gmail account will pop your Comcast mail underneath it and Google will actually clean your mail. Google does a lot better job filtering spam and advertising, in my opinion, than any other email provider on the planet. And if you have problems with that, give me a call next week. It'll take us maybe half an hour, 40 minutes to get work through this, and we'll rock and roll. The the biggest problem you're going to have in this is trying to, trying to come up with a good Gmail address. Because today... There are billions of accounts, and you want to keep your address as short as possible, but yet meaningful to your name or whatever. But if you have problems, give me a call, and I'll walk you through that. I do this every week for people. You are not alone in this struggle. And thank you so much for the call, and happy holidays to you. You can text us as well at 81807, 81807. And we do have a text, Doug. Three or four weeks ago, A caller asked about using an older PC, and I believe it was Windows 7. You were a believer in older PCs because of some kind of memory that was not programmable back then, but it is now. Can you explain that again? Yeah, this is, uh, it's called UEFI, Universal Firmware Integration. This is, um, (laughs) and this isn't just your computers. Microwave ovens, your car, your TVs, your DVRs, nearly every piece of equipment in your house that has a digital readout has a ROM chip, a read-only memory, also called firmware. A ROM chip is only programmable at the original manufacturer. About 10 or 12 years ago, the manufacturers, all of them simultaneously, I don't know if it was Microsoft's idea or who came up with it, but they started to put out PCs, laptops, and netbooks with UEFI, 
feel free to do some research on Google about this. What this means is anytime this computer is online on the Internet, a manufacturer or someone that has the certificate like Microsoft can actually get into your computer without your knowledge and reprogram that firmware. Now, people say you can't control hardware with software. I disagree. Stop and consider if I had 500 laptops that I sold as a manufacturer and I used this UEFI once they were all out of warranty and I shot a signal out across the Internet to reprogram their firmware and I reversed the direction of their fans. I changed the plus to the minus and the minus to the plus. Instead of that fan carrying the heat away from the processor, I'd be kicking it right back on. As you know, integrated circuitry, heat is an enemy. And really, anybody that's old enough to remember when solid-state circuitry TVs came out, I remember the old tube TVs. Every month you had to call the TV guy, you had to come out, put in a nuke tube, away he went. Zenith and RCA came out with integrated circuitry developed from NASA. Going to make these TVs last forever, and some of them did. In my blue-collar mind, I think that these computers should last forever. The the biggest enemy we have with electronics is heat and moisture. If you're comfortable, they're going to be comfortable. But that's just one example of where I think universal, extensible firmware integration is a bad thing. I understand being able to support the customer when they're under warranty. But what about the day after the warranty is expired? This bothers me. It doesn't look good. It does not pass the smell test, so to speak. I wish that our laws would catch up with this tech, with this technology and this industry. They, we are way behind. There's very little consumer protection in this country, but these final older computers that came out that has four gigs of RAM or better have an i5 or an i7 Intel or a fast AMD that are the last couple of months before EUFI took over. These are going to be highly sought-after machines. Watch and see. Most of these computers will take a plethora of different memory modules, all kinds of different power supplies and hard drives. They're very versatile. You're going to see the price of these things, I truly believe, as used two, three, four times what they were bought for when they were new. Watch and see. If... The general public gets educated. That and that was that's a great text. And thank you so much for letting me do that again. And you brought up moisture and heat being the enemy of these devices. Great segue, Doug, because uh, our next caller, Catherine in Chicago City, has a hot laptop, literally. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Um, Catherine, do we have her? Do we yeah. have her online? Hi. Hi. Yes. How are you? This is um. Good. Yeah. This is um. This is a condition that normally can be remedied in a laptop. If you got all kinds of processes running in the background, you think your computer's slowing down, and really the truth is, is it's just working its little heart out. You probably need a good cleanup first. If it continues to run hot, I probably am going to recommend that you purchase a solid-state drive, and I don't sell hardware, but we reinstall. A solid-state drive creates literally no heat. They take a fraction of the power. So with a laptop, you will, and I have to put quotes around this word, some, you will experience some extended battery life. 
But as you know, the display is the big power sucker on batteries. So the hard drive isn't going to make a whole lot of difference. But I don't care what you have for a computer. By adding a solid-state drive, replacing your old spinner, putting in a solid-state drive with no moving parts, bare minimum, your computer will run four times the speed. And I always have to tell people, this isn't going to make a difference on the on your Internet speed. It'll just help your Internet run faster once it gets to your place. This is very common. Uh, give me a call next week, and I'll give you some products that you can download and try, and it really, really should help. And thank you so much for the call, and happy holidays. All right. Thanks, Catherine. We'll uh, come back, finish up with some more phone calls, 651-989-9226 or 866-989-9226. Or you can text us. Maybe you're a little shy, don't want to talk. Send a text, 81807. It's Tech Talk on CCO. 33 degrees, 149. Tech Talk. Call us, 651-989-9226 or 866-989-9226. Or text us, 81807. Doug, a text has come in. My camera takes movies in the MOV format. I can't import it to Windows. Movie Maker to edit. Is there a fix? Oh, geez. You know, an MOV file. If they're if you're trying to edit that, um, I know for absolute certain if you download and install VLC Media Player, you can play it. Um, I actually would recommend that if you can do a dual boot with Linux, boot into Linux. There are several video editors that are free because it's all open source in windows there are many video editors but most of them are commercial and you have to pay i would have to see the kind of editing that you wanted to do before i could actually make a recommendation to that good text good question but here again linux is going to just outshine windows there is a plethora of video editors that you can actually take people's cut and paste people's face off and put in on a new body. Hmm. I mean, that hmm. it's incredible what you can do in there. And a lot of them you can get in windows as well, but most, by the way, you should also know that Mac specializes in this kind of thing as well. So if this is something you're doing professionally, this would be an area where you might want to take a look at a Mac as well. And thank you for the text. I wish I was more helpful. Uh, we talked about holiday gifts at the top of the show a texter wants to know, what's your favorite laptop these days? I've got to get Christmas gifts, and time is running out. Still tough. If you're looking for a, a brand name, which really doesn't make much difference anymore today, but I, I tend to go towards a SUS or an HP. HP is putting out some tremendous equipment, but it's, it's really difficult for you to go wrong today. Uh, these things, solid-state circuitry, in my opinion, if they run a month, they're probably going to run a decade. You're going to know right away if you happen to get a lemon out of the factory, so to speak. It's just not that common anymore. The level of of equipment that we've been getting the last five to ten years is is incredible. Uh, they've got the composites down pat on the motherboards. They're getting the speed. They're reducing the heat. Yeah, this is it's tough. It's really tough. Another text, Doug, comes in. Uh, I have a Linux system. Can I update my Garmin GPS? Not in Linux. 
Garmin is Windows specific. If you've got your computer pure Linux, I would recommend that you get VirtualBox and you can download the free version, but the free version will only allow you to have 32-bit Windows. And it's going to be difficult for you to find 32-bit Windows. If you purchase VirtualBox, Virtual Machine, from Oracle, by the way, they're a local company, purchase VirtualBox, then you can actually use your original Windows 7 license, reinstall Windows inside of Linux, and then you could put your Garmin software in there. Anytime I hear this thing about Garmin, I always got to tell people that, you know, that might have been the way 15 years ago, but today, if you got a smartphone, whether it be an iPhone or an Android, you've got Google Maps. I don't think that there's a GPS company on the planet that can stay as current as Google and just pop that baby and hook it up through your Bluetooth. You've got a complete GPS system with your smartphone free of charge. I'm just saying. I don't want to talk bad about Garmin, but they're that's kind of like um, <clears throat> they're late to the party I, at this point. I, I know where you're going with that, and and look, I remember a few years ago, Garmin and Tom Tom. Oh, they had it all. They were in vogue. But they had kind of the shelf life of a mayfly. Yes. They've come, they've gone, and, and everybody that I know is using their phone for GPS. And it's amazing, too, Doug. I remember being in Los Angeles in April. I was trying to get from Santa Monica Beach to Dodger Stadium. The traffic is epic. And the way it rerouted me on the fly and took me off the I-10 and through the back streets of L.A., it's incredible what it can do in, a, in an instantaneous second. It's just like having somebody in your car giving you directions that knows the entire city. Uh, I had the same experience when Nancy and I went on vacation. We went, we drove down to Florida and all kinds of construction work in Miami. We were going to pick up a boat and go to the Bahamas for a couple of days. Going through Miami, this, I mean, it's this road is closed and this road is closed. And Google is guiding me right around all this construction thing. I'll bet you I didn't lose 10 minutes going around that construction stuff. Wonderful, wonderful product. And, and, you know, at least for me, because you see the route that you think you're supposed to go, then it's taking you off the freeway or the interstate. Do you put all your trust into the GPS, the Google Maps? Do you believe what they're saying? You know, it isn't always 100%. I will give you that. But I also got to say, for me, it's been 99.5%. And the little deviation that it might miss still puts me back on track. So, yeah, especially if I'm in an area where I don't know where I am, I'm going to give it 100% and just go with it. If I got to stop and reroute or something because for whatever reason, Google. But you got to remember, Google's got these satellites flying around all the time. They are updating these roads continuous. I don't think that Garmin or TomTom or any of these guys, as good a job as they did in the past, I just don't think they can keep up. I, I really don't. Uh, but that's that's a personal opinion, and again, I really don't want to badmouth anybody. But for me, it's a no-brainer, especially when it's free. Yep, I mean, no, it's for still sure. free. And, and and the Google Macs have that knack for you know factoring in traffic, tolls, places to eat. Exactly. God knows we like that, right? <laughs> it's 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 incredible. It's uh, we've come a long way from the Rand McNally Road Atlas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and then you know you can tie that together too with Gas Buddy. Uh, say, for example, the price of gas is down. Uh, I went to buy gas today, and Gas Buddy kept, popped up and says, geez, you got two stations five blocks away from your house that's selling gas for $1.99 a gallon. 
So I stopped over at Holiday and put in a dollar ninety nine gallon gas today. As I'm driving down Hiawatha, you get to hear this morning, I see another Holiday station for gas for only two forty nine a gallon. I went well. I guess it was good I had gas money today. So yeah, there's a lot of pluses to this. A lot of pluses. Yeah, low gas prices. That's a Christmas gift for everybody. Absolutely. Right? All right, Doug, happy holidays. Always good to talk to you. Hey, thank you so much. All right, very good. He's Doug Swinhart. We call it Tech Talk. We do it every Saturday at uh, 1 o'clock. How can people get a hold of you, Doug? Oh, thank you. 651-552-9543. And, of course, WCCOTech.com. WCCOTECH.com. 651-552-9543. Happy holidays. Thanks, Doug. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.